everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into people's stories and roller coaster journeys, often of entrepreneurship and business, and pull back that what is seen as a glamorous curtain of, of entrepreneurship and, and figure out and unpack people's stories inside their journeys. Today, I have Nicole Hausenon, who is a social media specialist. Welcome, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. Now, I did say Nicole is a social media specialist, and, and social media just plays a really important, pivotal role. In fact, I was going to say in business, but in, in actually many of our lives these days, and it's important to kind of keep a keep a hold on that, I feel. But what we're going to be talking about today is social media with regard to business, and, and it really does play a hugely pivotal role on the growth, selling, and scaling of businesses in today's modern world. Nicole has been in that space for over six years, and she has a fantastic story to tell about how she built a side hustle while still at college, and then that led to burning out, and then that led to having to start again and, and build the business back up in a much more scalable manner. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story, Nicole. I'm looking forward to sharing it. <laughs> Right. And I will just let you guys know as the audience, please bear with us today. The connections aren't that fantastic, but we're going to do what we can with what we have and still deliver to you the best episode we possibly can. So if there's a little bit of a, a pause in our communications between each other, please just bear with us and stick with us because the value is going to be awesome for you. So, Nicole, tell us, tell us, I mean, let's tell us, let's go, go into it. Tell us your story. Tell us about that time you were you were studying and building this this business on the side. Yeah, so I in a social media college and I absolutely loved it. Um, and I was changing colleges. I'd moved home and I was trying to figure out what I could do with my time before my school semester started. And so I'd known, I I loved that social media marketing class and I knew it was something I could do from home. So I was like, you know what, let's try it, see what happens. So I put an ad out on Kijiji, which is like the Canadian version of Craigslist in the US. Um, and we, I put an ad out and landed my first client three weeks later. Um, and so I worked with them um, and then ended up starting college in January and worked all the way through college and by the time I graduated I had enough client base that it didn't make sense to shut it all down and go work in an agency somewhere when I could just continue doing what I was doing. And isn't that fantastic that you, you use the power of the internet whilst you were studying how to kind of figure out and in fact no I, I didn't actually get that what were you studying that's important. Marketing, actually. So I went to school for business marketing um, hmm. and I learned so much about marketing and very little about social media so a lot of what i learned from my business um i learned on my own online or through um different programs like social media united and that other thing that's really interesting isn't it and i think that's worth talking about the fact that you went to do a degree in marketing and you and you attained that degree right you, you passed the yeah. degree you, great well done fantastic well done you yeah. <laughs> but, but in that you didn't you didn't learn much about social media, which seems to me a bit of a travesty that it, it's so important right now. Was there much of an online like um, part of the degree? Like, was was much of it about the online space? 
it was about your your typical um old schooling uh the only course i can really remember is supply chain management and i <laughs> i have no idea why that's the one that stuck but that's the one i can tell you i took and i sat through the textbook was yeah. three hundred dollars so <laughs> um, I'll while you remember it. <laughs> probably <laughs> Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it? That you know, you 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 learn what you learn on the side from the internet, and then before you'd even left college, you know, a lot. You see, this this plays out a lot these days. People do degrees for a multitude of reasons, but then they come to the end of that degree and they've attained it, fantastic. But then there's not a job for them in the real world that matches up with that degree. And mm -hmm. and I think it's awesome that you just created your own. You know, you created your own job and your own, your own reality, your own kind of hustle on the side there, and and then and then yeah. you had you, know, you were ready to rock straight out of school, and you thought, well, quite frankly, why would I just go and get a job doing something that perhaps I don't like when I know what I like, and I'm pretty good at it, and and that's a good question as well. I mean, how long did it take you? Let's be honest here, to go and get good at it, till you were like, mm, I, I'm actually, I'm good at, I can really do this. <laughs> You know, it took me a few years to get to the point where I was like, all right, you know what, I, I'm an expert in this area and I can stand on that ground and be okay with it. Um, uh, I knew, I knew more than my clients did. And that was the most important thing. Um, so when I first started out, um, but it took me a few years to kind of get um, my footing and, and figure everything out. And I mean, social media changes every day. So it's continual learning, and uh, so I just have to keep educating myself a day. Something changes. Yes, it does. It does evolve and change every day. I know that from having my own brands, and sometimes that can be a little bit frustrating, can't it? Just when you think you've got your head around it all, and then Facebook decides, "Oh, we're going to change just about everything for you," just to just to shake it up a little bit. And uh, I think sometimes they. I think sometimes when they bring new stuff out, they just kind of bring, just just kind of put it out, and they let the let they let people test it, you know, and then from that they 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 adjust it with regard to feedback from from what they get. Um, I think sometimes they make improvements that actually aren't improvements at all. What do you think about that? No, it, it's definitely. Um, I know every time something changes, uh, it's one just one step forward two steps back sometimes um so you kind of you see give, it, it's a give and take <laughs> yeah it is it is a give and take thing but it just it's funny the way they play out on the actual platform rather than i'm sure they do have people that test it at scale but um i mean there's nothing like the actual letting it actually play out and let people using it and how people react to it i suppose that's kind of how it has to be tested in a way thinking about it so let's talk about, you know, you you went from there, you know, you started building this client basis up and then you beat, but it, it got too much for you, didn't it? And you actually burnt out. Would you like to tell, tell mm -hmm. us about, about that part of the story? Yeah, so I working the, long, the longest hours. I had gotten myself an office, which wasn't necessary, but I had one. Um, I had a few people working with me um, here and there, but it wasn't a good structure at all. Um, I had, I think it was 14 clients I had at the same time. Um, and 
it was a mess. Everything was a mess. I had no systems in place. I had no structure. Um, I was three in the morning, getting up again, first thing in the morning to continue working. I was exhausted um, and ended up making, <clears throat> sorry, making myself really sick um, in the process. So I ended up burning out. And then um, as I burnt out, I kind of, I stopped going after new clients and lost to set course of a month or two. Um, and so then I had to like rebuild my business, um, which didn't happen right away. Um, Cause I, I wanted to make sure that if I was gonna do it again, I was gonna do it in a smart way where I could mm -hmm. actually sleep at night and not have to worry about the world crumbling around me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot to be said for that, isn't there? Particularly something that you said there that I picked out was having systems in place. You know, that's really, it, it's really mm -hmm. important to have systems, you know, um, strategies, ways that ways that you do things, you know, checklists, ways that you plan things out, scheduling. It, it's really, really important in a business. And I can say this from my own experience because it, I'll be completely honest, it's something I'm still learning now, you know, still, still trying to get right. Sometimes um, I think I do maybe too many hours and try to jam too much into a day because I haven't quite got the systems and the scheduling nailed down yet but it's it's something that you you have to develop as you go and frankly there's so many systems and, and different kind of types of you know um objects out there that you have to find which one right works right for you works right for your business and works right for the for the culture of your business within that so so you kind of and i know you said it, it made it made you sick and ill and look if you if you're not happy to answer the question fully i appreciate that but i know that you have a podcast that talks about mental health and i i think it's really good in this space to talk about it i i'm all about talking about mental health i think it's a conversation that needs needs to be had and by having it more it can only induce more conversations to other people and therefore it helps other people so when you said you got sick was it in the physical sense or was it in or, or in the mental sense or, or both? So both for sure. Um, there was a lot of physical physical um, aspects of it. Um, so I have bipolar disorder, which is part of the reason why I needed a job I could do from home when I first started out. Um, and so when I got super stressed out and burnt out, that really affected my mental health. So I just wasn't in a place to be able to grow my business or do a lot of extra stuff. Um, I ended up like struggling to make rent um, as I lost the clients and ended up moving my uh, home back to my home office um, after that, which honestly wasn't the worst thing that could have happened. Um, but I just, everything kind of crumbled for a little bit um, and I fell into some deep depression. And, and how long, you know, was it, how long were you in that space for? How long, you know, were you in that dark space for before you pulled yourself out of it and ultimately gave it another go and, and did it a bit with a bit of a different approach? So it was about six months where I just didn't try to to regrow. And then I did up um, again. And honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, it wasn't until about four months ago now um, that I really found my niche and I figured it out. And I could like, I always struggled to be like, I run a successful show, social media marketing company. I always struggled with saying that. And now I can genuinely say, genuinely say I run a successful social media marketing virtual assistance company. And there's no hesitation there. Um, so I, I figured it out. And it just took me about six years to do it. 
well done well well done for pushing through well done for not you know staying in that dark place and ultimately well done for not giving up and quitting because to me and in my opinion that's really the only the only time when you actually fail is when you quit because you've ultimately said i'm not going back there i'm not going to give it another go and, and you've really just shut down that that chapter of your life sometimes that needs to be done obviously you didn't feel it needed to be done and you gave it another go with a different approach. And hey, look at you now. Now you can proudly say, I have a successful business, which is, you know, that's what business is all about, isn't it? Making it a success. And it's a roller coaster on the ride to get there. It's not going to be easy. And I think, you know, to this point, it's important to say this. And I'm sure I know you'll agree with me, Nicole, to, to the audience that are watching right now, live or later, that business is not easy. It is a roller coaster. There will be ups and downs. Sometimes there'll be more downs than ups. And it might take you a while to get to that place of, of you know a nice altitude but you will get there you will get there with hard work and determination and and drive was there a specific moment for you nicole where it turned around where you thought like you know i'm actually gonna i'm gonna pull myself out of this this needs to change was, was there someone or a specific personal or thing that helped you do that yeah so about four months ago um i i sat down and i was like you know what I can't do this anymore. I I need out. I need a nine to five. I need something stable. I need something that I it it's a stable income. So I'm just gonna get a nine to five in the middle of a pandemic. That's my solution, um, which is not a solution. <laughs> um, so I had I had a lovely lady jump on a call with me, and she's like, Nicole, let's take a step back. Let's actually look at this. And she said, who do you like working with? Who are your favorite people to be around? And I said, oh, that's easy. Other social media managers. But that doesn't help me because they're my competition. And she's like, okay, but what if you could work with social media managers? What if you did virtual assistants? And I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. So we, I would for one month to see if I liked it. And if a month went by and I didn't make a go of it and just didn't like it, then I could look at getting a nine to five. And uh, it's been four months and I love it. It's the best thing that I've ever done for myself. Brilliant. And maybe I think in the context of that, you should, you should perhaps explain what virtual assistants are to some people that are watching and, and have maybe never even heard of the term. Yeah, yeah. So we work with, uh, in terms of what I do, um, I work with other social media managers and handle anything that they they can do, but they don't want to do. So any like content creation or scheduling. Um, essentially, I'm a social media manager for social media managers. So I just help them with their client work. Um, but we can work with other businesses and stuff too and help with like administration um, or online, anything online. Um, there's a wide range of things that we can for people but the majority of the people that i work with are other social media managers yeah makes sense and now i understand what what your niche is right you found your niche there and being the manager to other managers and there's a lot to be said for that finding your niche finding that particular area that you're going to specialize in because then of course and it's really important i think for any business to know this you know your audience Right. You can't sell everything to everyone. You can try, but it's going to cost you an awful lot of money, going to cost you an awful lot of headache. Um, you need to know who your audience is. Then you can target, you know, you can create ads and everything that you do in your business, your blogs, your social media posts, even down to the intricacies of things like your pricing and the way you describe products to that audience. You know, it's very important. And, and of course, you know, you can do that in any sense or any scale. You know, you are the social media manager to managers uh, and the way in which you would 
speak to them is completely different in fact in the way and the terminologies that you would use in the way you speak to if you're just speaking to clients and doing their social media for them so i mean do you think there's there's like a lot of value in that in in, in finding a niche and, and sticking to it yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't say to niche down right away at the very beginning i know if i had niched down when i first started out and said i want to work with social media managers there's no way I would be successful like I am now. Um, but I worked for six years doing social media. I'm an expert in social media. And so to be able to walk up to a social media manager and be like, hey, do you need some help? And they're like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, actually I do. You know what I do, you understand it. I know that I can give you something and it's gonna get done to the right standard. That's a big thing. Um, it makes it really big. easy for them to be able to hand that off, right? Um, so find your niche, but maybe don't it until you're ready to actually niche down. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, get do do the legwork first, get the experience, and then and then perhaps as you go on and, and you get some confident confidence in what you're doing, and of course you get a broad experience and spectrum of the thing that you're doing. You know, it's like me actually. I can take it from my own stuff. I did plumbing for 15 years, and then I I decided that I just wanted to go into heating, just that division, and just focus on that. Right. So I took the perhaps 10, 12, 13 years of getting the experience, but then after that time, chose what to dial down into. And that was really that played out for quite a long time. You perhaps don't need that much experience, but it's like it's the same as finding your passion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to try lots of different things yeah. before you find out what it is. You know, you've got to try like hockey, tennis, fishing, baking cakes, gardening before one of them goes social media to that point. Before one of them goes, oh, do you know what? That's me. I love it. Fantastic. You know, how would you ever know if you didn't try the things? That's what. You know, they say like variety is the spice of life and I believe it truly, truly is. And that's why, you know, particularly when um, you're young, I don't know, how old are you, Nicole? 27. 27, so you're still super young. So like that's those years, like particularly, you know, like 20s, the your 20s, that's the time to just try new things at scale and figure out what sticks mm -hmm. and, um, and not have to think that you have to have it all planned out. You know, you have to like, have everything figured out. I'm 32. I certainly still don't have it all planned out, and I don't feel like I should have to. I did when I was younger, though, and that caused me some some kind of pressure there. And I think it actually came from other people, not really from myself so much. So much, but yeah, you know, thinking that you have to have it all figured out and have to have a plan, and then not having one and not understanding that can cause you, I think, a lot of anxiety and, and frustration and worry. And uh, I don't think it's something that needs to needs to be needs to be that way what do you think yes. no i totally agree mm -hmm. so let's talk about strategy and, and social media strategy because of course most people watching this they're probably watching this through the same platforms that you would post on so they know how to make a post right you take the picture you make a video you put some relevant text that goes along with it. You might do that in the format of a story. You might do that in the format of a post. You might do that in the format of a live like we're doing right now. But, you know, that's the easy part to do. But there really needs to be, like anything in business, a bit of a strategy behind that. And, and again, I'm speaking from personal experience here because I just used to post, 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 post at random different times of the day. Uh, and after a while, I didn't quite understand why it wasn't working out because it didn't really have a strategy. Um, a lot of the strategy will, you know, well, I'm sure you'll be able to tell us more th than I know, but sometimes you figure it out as you go, but I don't think that's probably the best way to do it. It's better to look at it, you know, from a whole biggest perspective. But, yeah, tell us a bit more about 
social media strategies? Yeah, so it really depends on your your audience and your your niche, I guess, what you the people you're trying to reach and what you have to offer. Um, but what I like to do is I like to sit down when I start off with a client and I look at what people in their industry are doing, what's working for them and what isn't working. Um, because at the very beginning, if they have an audience that they've been posting for a while um, and, and that sort of thing, then it's easy to look in the analytics and say, okay, at eight o'clock, we're going to post because that's the best time to post. And we know this worked and this didn't. But a lot of times when people are first starting out, um, they don't have that. So going through and looking at what other people are doing, what's working for them and what isn't, and then we can make a strategy based off of that. And then a lot of testing, um, just going back and forth and saying, like, did this work? And stick? Okay, let's try this. Um, constantly testing stuff for my own personal stuff just to see. Um, like TikTok's really big right now. I'm testing things just to see if it works. So that way I can say to a client, hey, do it at this, do this and and act this way. And um, so it, it's, it's a lot of testing and changing and everybody's a little bit different. Um, but once you kind of have a strategy, it really comes down to being consistent. So if you're being consistent, in your social media, um, you're posting consistently and showing up, that's going to help a lot. People are going to get used to seeing you and they're going to want to engage with you because they built a relationship with you. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, and, and building that relationship and having that kind of transparency in what you do. And I'm going to probably relate to personal brands here, but this can go into business brands as well is like the value in documenting what you're doing actually as you're doing it, as well as just like showing people the results. I think people can sometimes look past that, but it it holds so much value, I find, and, and there's so much authenticity in it. And that can actually become part of the strategy as well. You know, you can just say, okay, I'm going to, okay, this is my business and what I do. But from a personal perspective, I'm also going to document me running this business, me putting this together and, and how I do this day to day. And of course, in that, you can always tag your business in it. And the two, you know, there's come somewhat of synergy between the two. And I think that that's important, like, to to tell the audience that are watching that, you know, document stuff as you go and, and put that out. You know, what is what is the main, what, what are we trying to achieve here? It, it's attention, really. That's the new currency. It is attention. And how do you get that attention? content at scale the right content that's relevant for your for your brand um and it can come in all different forms and ways something else that you you mentioned there was tiktok tiktok is huge right now isn't it a lot of people think it's just for kids um i have to admit i've just i, I have had a lot of fun with it but i've only only done that very lightly just a few little funny videos here and there but yeah talk to us a bit more about tiktok and and who's it's really who is it really for do you think Really, anybody, and I know that that's it seems ridiculous, but some of my favorite people to follow are like people in their 80s and 90s because they're just so much fun. Um, so uh, if they're on TikTok, you can totally be on TikTok, and we know all the kids are on there already. Um, but I've seen some really great accounts, um, of like there's an accountant, um, there's a dentist that he actually had to open a second location because. TikTok blew his business up so much and he had so many clients right. he had to open a second location. That's amazing. And all oh, because he's posting ridiculous videos on TikTok. So I yeah. see this all the time. I'm seeing so many more different brands and stuff. Um, it's always interesting to see, like I know our local college was on there for a little bit um, before COVID hit and they were doing stuff. And 
if you can create content, then jump on it and see what works and what doesn't. Um, it, it's it's just so much fun. It's a different platform. It's really easy to do like quick um, videos to get people's attention. And then you can direct them to Instagram or any other platforms off and pull them off of TikTok, but you can start them there and get their attention there. Yeah, now that's one thing I instantly found as soon as I opened it up. I was like, wow, this is so integratable. Whereas a lot of these apps, they don't really want to connect up with each other. But in, in TikTok made that super easy. And I think that's what's predicated a lot of their success, the fact that they can just share with other things so easily. And the fact that they made creating the content so easy, like everything can just be done within that app on that one device. You don't have to pull in text from here and, and bring it into Photoshop. You don't have to bring in audio from somewhere else. And you don't have to worry about, you know, that audio being um, for legal use, you know, because that's a thing as well. And, and and like adding like filters and stuff in as well, but like the way that you can edit video filters. And it's just 15 seconds video, 15 second videos, is that right? Uh, 15 seconds. 60 seconds so up to 60 seconds okay yeah so there's two two formats and, and a lot of it is i mean 90 percent of it from what i've seen and i haven't in, inhaled the the platform at scale like you really should before you you dive into any platform particularly that you're going to use for your business um i have like most of it is ridiculous funny comical stuff isn't it yes yeah so it's a lot of yeah. fun you put some like I, I tried to have a lot of fun with it. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll put out a straight out like promo post and people engage with it still because it's the, I they've gotten to know me um, and they're usually try to make it like, it's a little bit smooth in there. Like I, I'm jumping on a trend that everybody else is doing, but I'm tying business into it and like, hey, so just remember I do this. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. it's like, hey, so just just remember, but also, okay, I'm gonna go back to being silly now. Um, yeah. So that way people kind of think of it. And I, I'm hearing so many people getting leads from TikTok. Um, mm. My mentor has a coaching program and like four or five people all found her on TikTok and were like, yeah, no, I want in. Um, because they found her doing silly on TikTok. Yeah, it's hot, it's hot, that's for sure. And it's hot right now and it just shows you that you know, there's always room for these new platforms coming in. You have to keep your eyes and your mind open to them. Um, and of course, I know, I know you can, you can do lives on TikTok as well. You can do live videos through there. I believe you have to have a thousand followers, but that really doesn't take long to get that that number of followers. You can do that. I know some people who've done it in a couple of hours. You know, with with a video that it's so easy to go viral on there and get hundreds, thousands, millions of views in a really short space of time. Like, unlike it. Unlike what I ever saw with the other platforms, to be honest. Okay, yeah, Instagram was a completely different beast when it first came out. You did get a lot more likes organically and Facebook to a degree, um, but it's, I mean, it's a bit different in the way it operates. But TikTok is just is different in the way it does that. You, you can just get so much attention and likes in such a short amount of time. I don't think it will be like that forever. Who knows how much longer it will be like that. But um, and I'm, I'm really like, I'm almost saying, it's almost like I'm talking to the mirror here. I'm giving this advice to myself because I know I need to jump on it with my brands. And I know the time is right now because who knows how long it will be before they start bringing in, you know, paid ads and stuff like that. And inherently when they do that, it will change the platform um, and you won't get as much organic reach. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. In fact, sorry, they do already do paid ads, but just for business. Yes, yeah. Hmm. Now, and, and you, you touched on it there, the word analytics. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, if you just want to explain what they are first, and then we can talk about them. Yeah, so it's the data behind your account. Um, so when you're looking at a lot of business owners will be like, what's the ROI of this? What is my return on investment? Um, and when you're running ads, it's super easy to be like, you spent this much and this is how much you got. Um, but when you're doing social media organically, there's no like, Hey, so this many sales came out of this because it, a lot of times it's mixed in with word of mouth or I found you online or there's, it's really hard to track. Um, so you can look and see kind of how many shares you have, how many comments you had, how many likes. Um, I like to look in and if everything's in the green, that's a good sign. Um, and you can track and see how many people are um, engaging with your content and that sort of thing. Um, and then it gets deeper into like who's what kind of people are following you, who's engaging with you, what time are they online? And you can really dig into those analytics and apply that to your strategy as well. You sure can go really deep with it, can't you? Like even particularly with Facebook, you know, you can you can see where they live, what age they are, what they do for work, all that wonderful stuff. Excuse me, let me just get try and get rid of this noise in the background because it's it's annoying me, so I know it'll be annoying the audience. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Yeah, so you can just really deep dive into it and, and it shows you a whole plethora of of the people that are engaging with what you're posting out. And then, and then like you said, you can then use what you see there. Like, let's say that your brand particularly is being picked up by ladies between 35 and 45 who all live in Michigan for some reason, who all have a university degree and are married then you can plug that information into your ads and target them with your ads. Maybe you were selling makeup or you had a ladies only gym or something to that, that effect. Then it's, it really becomes powerful when you use the two, doesn't it, to work together and, and see and, and really, yeah, get into that niche, get into targeting that audience. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> now tell me like what's been some we've kind of covered what your what you you know your big challenges were there in the start of your business and when you were getting started but have you found that you know as you've continued along along the road there has has the roller coaster continued or has it all been just smooth sailing since you you started again <laughs> it's it's a forever roller coaster. Every time I'm like, I figured this out, something happens. I mean, I don't think anybody was like, hey, 2020 is going to turn out like this last year. <laughs> and sure enough, it did. So it's a roller coaster no matter what. Um, I think the thing that has helped, though, is once I realized I need systems in place, I need to have a team, I need to have all these things so that way I can be. Uh, scalable and sustain my business. Um, I think that's when I I started to see that there was less dips and more um, upward travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I think something that you've touched on here, which I really resonate, is that and I see it a lot that a lot of businesses grow too big too quickly, and mm -hmm. and their ability to be able to cope with that growth doesn't keep up with that. And then they personally or the business itself 
just burns out, perhaps much as you did. Uh, and and it, I just see it play out again and again and again. And it's so sad because they could have, there was no one forcing them to grow so so quickly. Sometimes there is okay, but generally not really. Like unless it's outside influence, which, you know, that's another subject. But, you know, they could have grown a lot slower and then they would have lasted and they would have got bigger or perhaps just the goals they wanted to get to. But now they haven't and they've gone away and the world's been starved of, of the products or service that they that they sold, which, you know, could have just provided so much value. So I, I think, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, Nicole, that it's important to tell the people that are watching, just just go slow, you know, just take yeah. your time, enjoy it. It's, it's you know, you, you, you work so you can live, you don't live so you can work. And, you know, both of those things are either end of this seesaw and it's easy to get the balance messed up. I know that I've done it so many times. But it's, it's, it, it, the more times you do it, the more times you get used to realising that you're doing it and you get better at readdressing the balance. Absolutely. And then tell me about some yeah, big no, wins. I... Sorry, no, go ahead. I know there's a little bit of a delay here. No, um, I was just going to say I know that um, every time I'm like, uh, you know what, I'm fully booked. I can't take on any more clients. And then I'm like, oh, but I want to grow. I just want to just – just a little bit more because <laughs> um, I just I, I love seeing the growth and it's really exciting so um, I literally will have to be like okay for the next month I am fully booked I cannot take on any more clients I have mm -hmm. to sustain here and make sure I've worked out all the wrinkles before I add more to my plate um, so that way I'm only dealing with a few wrinkles instead of a ton all at the same time <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think to that point, it'd be interesting to know, like, are you taking more clients at the moment? I am, yes. You are. I think that's good because, um, I, I mean, you, you just come across as a person of great authenticity and professionalism in what you do, and that paired with your backstory and, and being transparent and honest in that, I think will only lead to, to more clients, right? Because what do people want? It, particularly in this space of social media, and I've been there, there's a lot of BS in this space. There's a lot of people who say, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing, I can do it for you, and they just don't come through. You know, So I think yeah. with your with your approach and, and what you do with your own podcast and, and just that you're honest and transparent and open about the things that you've been through, that's only going to work really well in, in, in the aspect of, of your business. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, we've been scrolling um, – Nicole's website and social media links at the bottom here for a while. So, you know, if you are looking for someone, she's your lady. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me about the word hustle. Of course, it's, it's a, it plays a major part in this podcast and it's, it's part of the name for the title, Hunger for the Hustle. But what does hustle mean for you? Like, how would you define it and, and what drives yours? Because you certainly have a lot of it, Nicole. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to, I hope I get kicked off. You're just going to boot me off and be like, okay, I don't know why I asked you on here. So when I hear the word hustle, I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> but when I hear the word hustle, all I can think about is that girl that I was that was working till 2 or 3 a.m., not getting enough sleep, not eating properly, not doing anything for myself and running myself ragged. And so when I think hustle, that's the first instinct and the first thing that I'm like, yep, that's it. Um, so it was funny when I heard my podcast and I was like, I don't, I don't strive to be in that place ever again. But it's funny because I, I do hustle all the time. It just looks completely different than that. So I think there's a way to hustle in a healthy way where you're starting your morning off 
and and taking care of yourself every day and making sure you're eating and sleeping and drinking water. Um, so I think for me, I think it um, it comes down to being smart when you're hustling. And so it looks like having those systems in place for me and um, having time blocking set aside. And, and I'm going to book um, this time for me, time for um, working uh, on my business instead of in it and and that sort of thing. So it looks a little bit different than um, what my initial thought is when I think of hustle. It's great. I love, again, I love your transparency and your honesty and, and, and the fact that you gave the context in giving the long, long, long tail answer. There's a big difference between working so hard at the neglect of your own health and often the people around you. Again, I've been there pretty recently, to be honest with you. Um, and, and just working hard enough so that you, you're not neglecting your business, you know, just like prioritizing, making sure the right stuff gets gets done first and it gets done today, you know, because there's certain tasks on that list that, quite frankly, if they got done today, tomorrow or next week, it wouldn't have any effect on your business. Uh, and why is it near the top of your list? Probably just because you didn't think about prioritizing enough when you wrote the list out. You know, yeah. if, if you're not taking care of yourself, uh, number one, then... Like if you haven't got your health, then how how are you like what are you what are you heading for? What are you working towards? It, it's um yeah yeah. Hustle doesn't mean working till two or three in the morning every morning, does it? Look, there's there's the other one that comes up. You know, I'll be straight. I've done I've done two five a.m. mornings this week. You know, but this but then this weekend I'm I'm away for four days and I'll turn the phone off. You know, that's been the first time I've been away all year. So. It's there's a balance in that, right? You know, um, and it's important to find it, and and no one else can tell you what it is. You've got to find it for yourself. You know your workload. You know how much sleep you need. You know the things that you eat and you work for you, and you know you you touched on it there. How much water you need to drink? I always say water. My mom hates. It. She goes, you always drop your teas on the podcast. I'm like, sorry, water, water, water with the tea. On that note, I'm going to take a trip. <laughs> yeah i know i drink a lot of water particularly you know in summertime here which it's coming in summertime now in, in australia mm -hmm. two three four liters a day all that means is that you you spend a bit more time out the chair because you're at the toilet <laughs> what do you think about um it's just come to me now what do you think about like breaks how how important do you think breaks are in the work day oh so important I know, like, I just did a time study recently, and I was like, I work all day. And then I was like, I was like, but I'm not really burnt out. Like, and I thought it was interesting. And then I did the time study. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I take a break, like, once every hour and a half to an hour. Um, and sometimes it's literally just me running to the other side of the house to grab coffee and then coming back. Um, and yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, I'm going for a walk for 20 minutes, and I'm just going to get out. Um, yeah. Like, so really... It, but it definitely taking breaks nobody is ever designed to sit down and focus and work for eight hours a day without without breaks it's just not it's not attainable and you'll find like if you're like you know I'm, i don't have time to take breaks you're you're scrolling on social media or you're doing something technically you are taking a break you're just not taking a productive break so um breaks are definitely definitely important yeah yeah they are really important and like you say it can just be short right it could just be like 10 minutes away from anything that's a screen 
um, because I think I was talking to this about a friend the other day, like your eyes, you know, our eyes weren't meant to be looking at these screens all the time, you know, um, they were meant to be looking at trees and plants and birds and forests and stuff like that. And it's quite natural for eyes to be focusing on this thing all the time, um, which is quite nice. About it. I'm, I'm really segwaying, really digressing here, but like, when I'm talking to you now, I'm talking to the camera, which is right here, which is just above the screen, which is nice because I spent many, many hours doing these podcasts. But when I'm talking, I'm not actually having to look at the screen, which is here, which doesn't really reduces the burn on my eyes so much. But what, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get to here is that just have 10, 15 minutes away from, from the screen. You know, don't don't go be like, oh, I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my lunch break and I'm gonna watch a TV for half an hour. You know, that's you you just it's more of the same, isn't it? You might feel relaxed yeah. in what you're doing, but your eyes are still. I did it. I did it um, a few weeks back, and I got to the point like my uh, my head was hurting because my eyes had been looking at the screen for so long and straining. Yeah. Like even even like going for a book instead, right? Maybe you've got you, you take like an hour, half an hour, fifteen minutes, and you're like, I'm just going to read a book instead. Like that yep. difference in, in focus and the and the print instead of like the the light behind the the images on the screen is is I think very refreshing. Absolutely. Now let's talk about goals, dreams, and aspirations because you cannot have a hunger for the hustle without some of those. What are your mm -hmm. goals, dreams, and aspirations for? For maybe if you could touch on some personal ones, if you like, but of course for your for your business as well. Yeah. Um, so for me, I guess my biggest, I want to keep scaling. I want to keep growing. I've seen some remarkable growth in the last four months, and I would love to see that continue. Um, in in twenty twenty one, um, as soon as I'm allowed to travel again and the borders open, I would love to continue. I speak locally. Um, but I will um, go and guest speak other places. I was supposed to be at a conference back in September speaking in Minnesota and it was all virtual. So I still got to speak, but it was from my house, not not from Minnesota. So it was not as fun. Yeah. Um, so doing that sort of thing. Um, but it's all, whatever happens, happens. But I, I'm happy with where I am now. I just like to continue to see that path go that way. Yeah, yeah, trend upwards, right? Hey, we didn't even touch on that. You're a speaker as well. What, what do you what do you speak about? Mental health, um, and then social media. So, <laughs> essentially, what I talked about today. In the same in the same in the same speech, you would talk about both of those things, or in separate? Uh, it depends. Sometimes in both. Sometimes it's separate. Um, this talk I did in September, I talked a little bit about. Um, taking care of yourself and mental health, but then sy systems you have in place in your business to take care of yourself and that sort of thing. So I tie the two together when I can, because I think um, a lot of people um, can give value from both of it, but sometimes it's strictly one or the other. Mm. That's good. And I think uh, the reason I ask because of, of course they're great speeches alone, but I think the two really people are taking for granted and that's because the platforms are so new but the internet has now reached a level, level of maturity and the and the platforms you know social media platforms facebook's your instagrams are, are reaching that level of maturity too and and there's there's a documentary that's come out recently i think i believe it's called the social dilemma i don't know if you heard of it yeah yeah and someone's told me to watch it and that really highlights the connection between the design of these platforms fantastic frankly that you speak on that 
Um, I'd really like to. I'm going to actually look up some of your. Can, can anyone find you, any of your speeches you've done online? Uh, so you can find like podcasts. If you look on my social, I've usually post things. Um, sure. I was going to say they'd be on my YouTube, but the mental health stuff isn't really on my YouTube. So, okay. yeah, well, I think it's, I know I've already said it, but I really do commend you. And I, and I think it, it's admirable to talk about mental health. It's, it's a conversation that needs to be had more and more for too many years and too many generations, you know, which were before us and is not our responsibility, frankly, didn't talk about this stuff. And it led to unhealthy and unhappy people at scale. You know, people like your, our generation, Nicole, you're 27, I'm 32. It's, it's, I think it is, it's our responsibility. But if you choose to speak, then you have a responsibility about what you speak about and, and a due course to that. And I think just speaking about mental health and, and being open and honest about how you feel about yours and your experiences can only lead to a healthy change in the world and more people being healthier and happier, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So let's let's say uh, we come to the close of of this wonderful podcast, and I've, I've really enjoyed my time with you, and I've I've actually learned quite a bit from you there, and uh, I reckon I'll be speaking to you about social media on the side afterwards for a few hot tips. And talking of hot tips, I didn't even mean to stumble into that segue, but I certainly did. Could you give could you <laughs> could you give the audience three hot tips? In any regard you like, you could go with social media, you could go with mental health. I'll leave it up to you. Yeah, so um, the biggest one, the first thing I would say is consistency. Um, so be consistent in your um, your posting on social media and your your structure of how you're um, structuring your day. Really consistency in general. Um, but with that, the second being that you want to make it sustainable. Although it'd be really great to post five times a day, every day on every platform, that's not realistic unless you're Gary Vaynerchuk. So um, <laughs> take a skill, skill back and then think, okay, I can post realistically three times a week on these platforms and be consistent with this every single week. Um, so look at it um from that, what can you consistently stick with? And then do that. Um, so it's the same with like, if we're running, we like sometimes we get like, oh, I gotta do all the things. And then it's not sustainable. So two weeks later, you've done nothing because you've took off trying to do everything all at once. Um, so make sure it's sustainable. And then the third thing that I would say is make sure that you're taking time for you first and so start your morning off with a coffee or something unplug from social media or read a book uh read the news if that helps you if it doesn't don't um and um just do something do something for you to get started and put yourself into the right mindset even if it's just meditation or just sitting down and creating some clear mindset um goals for yourself start there and then the rest of it kind of falls into place yeah yeah, so consistency, um, crosswalk, I forgot the second one. Please remind me. Sustainability. Sustainability, that was right, yeah. I had something else in my head, I'm glad I didn't say it. Consistency, <laughs> sustainability, and putting yourself first. You know, that's, I think, I think um, really, really good tips to leave us with. And, and Nicole, I've got to ask, seems as there's quite a few books behind you. Uh, you must be a person who likes to read. Give, give, uh, give us one yeah, yeah. book record. Uh, so I was thinking about that before I got on here and I was like, oh shoot, what book? I, like there's so many good ones. Um, so 
if you're looking for like online marketing.com secrets by Russell Brunson is really, really good. Um, if you're looking for more like mindset, uh, one of the ones that I've read recently that was really good was, um, I'm throwing things around, uh, willpower doesn't work by Ben Hardy. Um, so that was really, really good. I enjoyed that one. Um, and helped with my mindset and oh, right. willpower doesn't work by Benjamin cool. Hardy. Okay, cool. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Um, if you want to find Nicole, I'll let it run across the bottom of the screen here. And I'll, in fact, I'll pop it in the comments as well. So people know where to find you while I'm doing that. Nicole, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, yeah, I'm on social media, Nicole Housen. It's spelt funny because my parents thought they would make uh, my life super difficult. Uh, we still love them, though. Um, so that's Nicole with an H or uh, AIM Social on really any platform. Um, you can find it, find us just about anywhere. Yeah, just about anywhere. And I love the way that you've got your, um, you've got it all kind of, yeah, it, it, a lot of it marries up. It's the same kind of name. I find that it's good to have the same handle across everything. It just makes it a lot easier. Nicole, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please hang around because I want to speak to you off camera about something to do with my social media. Guys, thanks for watching, whether you're watching not live, not now, live or later. I was doing so well. I didn't stumble on my words until then. <laughs> thanks for watching. Really appreciate it, guys. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. See you, Nicole. Bye.